And welcome back to another episode of Canal Street Chronicles. I am your host, Shem Hanks. I am with you on Tuesdays and Thursdays here on Canal Street Chronicles. Well, it was a tough week for Saints Nation. Uh, Unfortunately, I join a crowd analysts, a crowd of writers and contributors on this site who would never have expected that this particular game would go the way that it did. And I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons stomping the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to talk a little bit about sports philosophy for a second. I admit it, I did not do a good job of adhering to this rule. And that is, in football, when you're going into a season, just expect that your team will go 3-3 three and three against divisional opponents, where divisional opponents just know each other so well that you're expecting to win the home game and potentially lose the away game. And then it really tips the season one way or the other when you're able to go on the road and steal one from a divisional opponent. I would not have guessed that the Saints would do so poorly at home against Atlanta. Watching that game, the Saints, it looked like they were sleepwalking their way through this game when Atlanta came out and they were looking hot. On Tuesdays, I tend to give you news and notes, but I'll give you a couple of my thoughts from this particular game. And let's start at quarterback with Drew Brees. He had to throw the ball 45 times And out of those 45 attempts, he completed 32, but only for 287 yards, getting zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Looking at next generation stats, Drew Brees only had two attempts greater than 20 yards down the field. It's tough to come back and win a game if you're not able to get the ball down the field. And that's going to be a question with Drew going forward is can he make those throws when the Saints need him to go out and try and come back and win a game? Does he still have that oomph to go throw the ball and complete passes down the field? Part of that is also receivers being able to get open and being able to create that separation and being able to create those highlight catches. Drew Brees did really well completing passes under 20 yards. And we know that that's Michael Thomas territory, right? Between the 10, between the 20, those in routes, those out routes, Michael Thomas creating the separation with the great hands. And so that's one of my questions going forward. I'm going to mention this for the other quarterback on the New Orleans Saints, and that's Taysom Hill. Another week where Taysom Hill has a completion has an 11-yard rushing attempt, and then has a three-yard reception. And speaking of Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, with an incredible game, has joined A.J. Green, Mike Evans, and, oh yeah, Randy Moss as the only guys with over a 1,000 receiving yards in each of their first four seasons. Michael Thomas is a truly special player, having a truly special year, and we should not take that for granted. I had a prediction for this game that Michael Thomas would have more receptions than Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley combined, and I was obviously right about that. Unfortunately, it did not result in a win. One of the greatest culprits for that is allowing the Falcons defense to get six sacks in the game. 
In the last seven games, the Falcons have only had six sacks. So in one game, they gave up as many as they have for the majority of the season. Plus, the Saints only were able to get to Matt Ryan one time. You're not going to win a lot of games when you're giving up that many sacks and then not being able to make those game-changing plays yourself on defense. However, Marcus Williams had a great game, had an INT, proving that with him and Marshawn Lattimore, the New Orleans Saints are building their own version of one of those elite secondary units in the NFL. The Saints running game just couldn't get going. Alvin Kamara, four carries, 24 yards. Latavius Murray, five carries, 12 yards. As a team, they only had 11 carries for 52 yards. Not going to win many games like that, especially if Drew Brees can't push the ball down the field. You have to take those small chunks at a time, win on third and manageables, get easy completions, have long sustained drives, allow your defense to take time off, and the Saints weren't able to do that. That is their formula for success this year, but they have an opportunity to bounce back against Tampa Bay. Looking ahead, the Saints get to go on the road, play Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay certainly has their own string of questions. Which Jameis Winston is going to show up in this game? The one that's actually efficient and can throw the ball deep down the field and make plays, or the one that likes to throw turnovers? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers haven't figured out their running game the entire year, gravitating between Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones II, with neither of them being a true bell cow, which isn't bad, but the problem is is they're both kind of bad. But who isn't bad is that Tampa Bay receiving core, where the question for the Saints this whole week is going to be, how do you stop Chris Godwin? How do you stop Mike Evans? And not allow a person like O.J. Howard to run wild on you as well with his athleticism. On defense, Tampa Bay has a great front seven. Problem with them is, is their secondary is not very good at all. And so how do you create plays with that soft underbelly that is their broken secondary? I trust Sean Payton. I trust Drew Brees. I trust the defense. They will find a way to right the ship, go on the road, and get a solid win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As for other news going on, man, that Monday night was a good game. I know I had a a guy who's a friend of mine who's a Seahawk fan. He came up to me and was like, well, Monday night's game, last night's game, that was really an indicator that Russell Wilson truly is the MVP. I told him, well, you know, to be honest with you, I thought that it was an indicator that it went the other way, where two weeks ago I was on this show and I said that Christian McCaffrey was my MVP with Russell Wilson right behind him. Last week I was on a different show and I said, well, Russell Wilson has been the MVP up to this point and McCaffrey is right behind him. Now we just finished another week and I'm feeling better about McCaffrey in the MVP race than I am about Russell Wilson. Where Russell Wilson looked like he had the chance to to really cement that MVP moxie where he leads the game winning drive, throws a touchdown. Instead, he had that opportunity but threw an INT. And San Francisco's offense just wasn't good enough. And they even got it within field goal range, but their field goal kicker missed a field goal. And then the Seahawks came back down the field and got the score. 
Now for the Niners, they lose this game, but their offense was missing George Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders goes out, and the rest of their receiving core drops nine balls. I don't take this as a bad loss for the Niners, other than that they got a tough remaining second half of that schedule. They're going to have to do some work, but they're in great position to make the playoffs either either as a division winner or as a wild card, especially with how bad the Rams have looked. Talk about a team having a Super Bowl loss hangover. That Rams team is looking rough. Joe Burrow is making a compelling argument that he and Tua are really just coin flips for who is going to be the number one overall pick in the next draft. Speaking of the number one overall pick, I would guess, as well as the majority of folks, that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to end up getting it because the Miami Dolphins made a mistake and won a couple of games and doesn't really look like Cincinnati will be able to. And unfortunately, Preston Brown seems to be the first victim to fall for the Cincinnati Bengals and got cut this morning. And an interesting news is that Colin Kaepernick is going to be having a private workout where teams have been invited to witness the workout as well as an interview. The odd piece for me is that that this workout is being sponsored by the league. The league stepped in, wanted to give Colin Kaepernick some, some opportunities in front of NFL squads. And so we'll see if anything comes from it. And with that, we're on to Tampa Bay. Look forward to talking with you all on Thursday, talking about some injury news. And until then, who dat? Bye.